0: What up, fanboys and fangirls and non binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop for the Culture, a pop culture centric podcast. We also talk about anime as well. I'm your host, The Fanchise. I can't believe I've been doing podcasting for five years now. Started back in 2017, my bro Biko, but now it's just me right now. Biko's on a mental health break. If you are not aware, it's just me now. I'm riding the ship and carrying on as always. Hope you guys had a great weekend. We're into October. We're almost close to Halloween. Of course, Halloween kills. Halloween ends comes in, coming soon on October 14th. at theaters and Peacock and also WWE had their second premium live event under the direction of Triple H. I will talk about that briefly, but first let me go over some ad reads. Not only are we sponsored by Anchor, our home platform, which is the best way to start a podcast, but we're also powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. They're basically like cards. They're like a deck of cards. You can get one for interviews or for show ideas. If you're having trouble, you know, coming up with a podcast ideas for like episodes and stuff. So, whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster like myself, looking to grow your audience and get more engagement. You're going to want to check out poddex.com. That's poddex.com. Make sure to use our special promo code TALKPOP T-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest YouTube for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or simply gamify their podcasts. Shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the concept roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. Dot com. Use that promo code TalkPop T-A-L-K-P-O-P For 10% off your order and Another one we're also sponsored by Is also powered by ExpressVPN You're probably wondering What the heck is a VPN? It is a virtual private network It protects you Information While you're browsing And also streaming Geolock content With ease You can install ExpressVPN On any mobile device Smart TV, laptop, desktop, even a gaming console. So, if you are planning to use public Wi Fi with traveling, make sure you have ExpressVPN activated to protect yourself and your data and browse safely. These are the following statements from their website, and I quote When you're connected to ExpressVPN, your internet traffic goes through an encrypted tunnel that third parties, including your internet service provider, hackers, and government agencies, cannot see into. Helps for privacy, keep your whereabouts to yourself, and surf with a peace of mind. When you connect to any of ExpressVPN server locations, you get a different IP address and can make yourself appear to be in a different country. Avoid price discrimination based on locations and help keep your identity private. When you use a VPN to connect to the internet, the, the VPN creates an encrypted connection known as a tunnel between your device and the internet. VPN masks your IP address with its own IP address in the tunneling process. That IP address is shared with thousands of other VPN users. That makes it virtually impossible for anyone to trace your internet activity back to you by using a vpn your own ip address is masked or scrambled by the vpn protecting your location identity and online activity from anyone who wishes to find you through your ip address a vpn protects your privacy lets you browse securely but what if your vpn connection gets interrupted your browser or other apps won't harm you won't warn you that you're connecting without protection that's where vpn kill which comes in if your VPN drops, the kill switch disables all internet traffic. this protects your IP address and all information from being exposed. It happens when you shoot times on my phone as well. Once your VPN connects to restored your, your security access Zoom. That's really good. That actually helps with my laptop as well. ExpressVPN uses AES, Advanced Encryption Standard, with 256 bit keys, also known as AES-256. It's the same encryption standard adopted by the U.S. government and trusted by security experts worldwide to protect classified information. It will take a hacker hundreds of years to get your information. You can get ac- you can get access you can access content using ExpressVPN by switching location to 94 available international servers. For me, example, I love anime, especially Studio Ghibli films. But I had Netflix. I don't have HBO Max. I find out it is available internationally. So what I do is I click on my ExpressVPN browser connection, and switch my location to Canada. Then all I do is refresh Netflix, and I type in Spirit Away. Not only do I get Spirit Away, but I get access to the other Studio Ghibli films in their library. And plus, you'll also get access to many more content. It's that simple. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. They offer a 30-day money back guarantee. No hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or the more popular $99.95 for a year with savings of 30% off a month. You've got best-in-class security and encryption. No activity logs, connection logs. So ExpressVPN does not keep a record of your... Daily activities and the rate of four point seven out of five on Trustpilot and the Apple store. Right now, listeners of Talk and Pop for the culture get three months added for free by signing up using our link expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Link information will be available in the episode description. So now let's get on to extreme rules. I wanted to start off with a little bit of wrestling. As you know, Triple H been changing a lot the game. This is the second premium live event. Since taking over, creative duties from Vince McMahon. And of course, the next one was Extreme Rules. Of course, the biggest thing was the first time this is Extreme Rules actually had actually had stipulations in every match. It was great. And basically, and of course, the vignettes leading up to Extreme Rules was, of course, the White Rabbit. You know, Feed Your Head, that song. Kept playing at events, even like you saw on TikTok, they were playing at, you know, during the commercial breaks or before people were leaving from Raw or SmackDown. And of course, the, the special QR codes. And there have been rumors that a certain individual was going to make his return at Extreme Rules. But I, I want to go over the event because I actually didn't see it Saturday. I actually watched it on last night. Because um, I pretty much avoided all like the spoilers. So believe me, it was hard, guys. And I decided to, to hold off and wait till last night to watch it so basically the biggest thing that I wanted to go over the matches so of course we had the Miz available to be on the show and of course you know the whole line between him and Dexter Loomis you know Miz didn't have a match but I think they brought him in because of all the segments and stuff and of course it was funny Dexter Loomis is there surprises them and chokes him out of course Miz uh Took a shot at the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. And of course, because if extreme moves took place in Philadelphia, of course, fans would get upset. And of course Dexter Loomis was there behind the Miz and chokes him out and helps the mascot of the Flyers. His name is Gritty. And of course the, the the event started with the Brawling Bruce taking on Imperium in a good old fashioned Donny Book match, which pretty much was like a bar fight. And believe me, it was crazy. You know, there was these shillelaghs, barrels, the bar itself. It was like a street fight. And, you know, Sheamus, still having the welts, you know, from his previous match the night before at SmackDown when he was going against Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship, it was a great match. There were some really good spots, like, with Butch and Holland against Kaiser Vinci and, of course, you know, Luther getting smashed with a Celtic cross by Sheamus at the end. It was a great match. I actually enjoyed it. It was great. And, of course, Corey Graves and Michael Cole were calling the action. Then we had the Extreme Rules Championship match between Liv Morgan and Ryan Rousey. You know, it was a good match. Um, It kind of felt to me kind of stiff. Um, There's some spots that felt there was some kind of stiffness, like they were trying their best to, like, between Raza and Morgan tried to, you know, communicate well in the ring, but they were able to put up a match. It wasn't the best extreme rules match, but I'm glad, that, you know, they you know, the women are able to go through what the men are doing. So that's really great. And of course Rousey ends up winning by tap out or, you know, Lynn Morgan passed out. And of course Ryan Rousey is once again smackdown women's champion. Then we got Drew uh Drew McIntyre came across was just like a good strap match. I, it wasn't like a traditional strap match, it looked like it was more more like uh, they were just going to drive through the strap together. And it was divided by a pinfall, I guess it was. And of course the match didn't start because uh, Scarlet interfered, Cross never uh, latched on and pretty much started beating each other. And of course they exchanged back and forth. And then at one point Scarlett herself got herself getting involved and ended up spraying through McIntyre with pepper spray. Kairi Ross did his, like, finisher and pretty much won by pinfall. Well, it was good seeing Kairi Cross in the Premier Live. and I'm glad that Triple H brought him back and find a better way to utilize career Cross and Scarlet in the main roster, something that Vincent Van missed out on. Um, Then we had the first-ever women's ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship between Bianca Belair and Bailey. It was a really good match. Um, I actually enjoyed it, you know, Bailey getting her shot at the title again, and, you know, just the big heel and just solidified Bianca Miller as a main event, you know, that's their champion. It was good. I was like, crazy. And it's kind of weird how, when the match, the ladder spots were actually really good. I mean, I actually enjoyed the ladder spots and Bianca ended up retaining. So I actually enjoyed that. Then we had the I quit match between Edge and Finn Balor. And of course, you know, the are asking questions. They had some nice stuff, like they had some spots, and you know, I took a hockey stick <laughs> at one point, you know, people chained flyers and um of course the Judgment Day came out. And of course, um we had came out to the point where Edge got handcuffed and um Beth Phoenix came out, Edge's wife tried to help out as well. And then pretty much it was all looking Edge was gonna win win, but of course, um Edge got, got held by the Judgment Day as a cooter as the concerto because Rhea was going to hit um, Beth Phoenix with a concerto of course they pretty much forced Edge to say I quit just so they could let go of Phoenix but unfortunately even though Raven came out to help out as well but unfortunately you know Beth Phoenix still got concerto um, it was great I mean it's kinda we were seeing I like, quit matches and were a lot of people involved, so it was that bad. And of course the main event was the Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins fight pit match with Daniel Cormier as uh, the guest referee. That yes, actually wasn't that bad. There were some really good spots. You know, even Cormier got himself involved when they were both Rollins and Riddle were pretty much uh were being trying to help back with the referee and stuff. And luckily, um uh, Matt Riddle won. It was a really good match. I enjoyed it. He liked the five pit pretty well. And I enjoyed it. I liked that Seth Rollins had this RVD inspired ring here because, you know, was took place in Philadelphia. And as everyone knows, Philadelphia is the home of ECW. So, on that. And it was a great high spot from from, uh, Matt Riddle. He jugged the Santon off the top of the five pit after Seth Rollins. And then he won by knockout. Then finally. <coughs> After the match was over, the lights went out, and of course, people's flashlights turned off on their phones. They're so saying the fireflies. And then apparently, um, what I can describe is: uh, if you remember the puppet pals that Bray Wyatt had before he left? They ended up were, were around the arena in full costumes. Then of course um, they show the fiend's mask appear at on the table. And then they show somebody was wearing a fiend mask <laughs> behind them. But then they show video montage and then... Brady Wyatt Finally reveals his uh, new mask. Came out with his lantern. And he pretty much took off his mask. He revealed his face return, he Blew out the lanterns and the screen went black. when you new logo flashed the screen. And it says, W made just pencil, and this is from CBS. This is when they review it. As W.E. has just penciled the greatest return for wrestling history, quickly presentation. The company delivered on weeks of unique build, surrounding various white rabbit clues. The final route was for rightful attention, excitement, well paced, well executed pure magical horror. So, Bray Wyatt is back, guys, finally after mo- months. It's great. And he shouted, I'm here. And he showed the new logo, which is, I can describe as like an upside down, like insect with the upside down skull, with the lightning bolts and stuff. And he shouted, I'm here, blew he out the lantern. What a way to close off the pretty much extreme wolves. It was so great. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it as well. This is like my second, like my first, the second premium live event versus Clash of the Castle. Triple H is doing a really good job. Um, Legando and Fantasma made their debut last Friday on the season premiere of SmackDown with Zelina Vega now being like their manager. And, of course, we saw the return of LA Knight as well. So it's looking good. It's like seeing NXT. All the people that Triple H helped develop in NXT are finally in the main roster. It, there's very few veterans left. I mean, Natalia's still there. I haven't seen Tamina in a while. Um, it's funny how yesterday they mentioned Zach, Zach Jack Swagger. I'm like, even though Jake Hager's in the AEW, that's kind of cool. They still pay respect. Uh, it's good how Triple H is using the people he developed NXT with the main roster. I mean, there's very few veterans left. I mean, you got Edge, you got you know Ray Mysterio, The Miz, very few Bobby Lashley. But now it's like more like we're seeing more of NXT. We're seeing more of that NXT where they we grew up watching the Black and Gold brand making their presence felt on the main rosters. And I like how NXT right now is going back in that direction now that the Tr- H has got his crew, basically. And tonight, as of this recording, it's going to be the 20th anniversary of the Generation X. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to see Billy Gunn there as, he yeah, unfortunately, he is with AEW. We are going to see Sean Wallman next, and the Road Dog, Joey Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. And, of course, um, WWE is expecting to take care of the Chance of daddy ass by the acclaim as well, and by filtering out those chants. And speaking of AEW, um, another backstage brawl happened again. Uh, this time it was like an altercation between Sammy Guevara and Andrade Idolo. Originally, Andrade Idolo was supposed to take place in a rampage match against 10, you know, career versus mask. But fortunately, um, he and Sammy got into a a little scuffle, and Andrade got sent home. I'm surprised Guevara didn't get sent home. He still participated in that main event on Wednesday Night Dynamite for the 3 anniversary where he teamed with DiOcho, Chris Jericho, against Daniel Garcia, and Brian Danielson. It, I think it stemmed from, you know, what um, Andrade was talking about. I guess he was doing this interview. He pretty much shoot on Sammy because he said he doesn't like him and stuff. And I guess they got into an argument backstage, and that's what happened. It was like a confrontation in the course I got sent home. And I saw the third anniversary uh, – of Dynamite and oh my god open up with MGF and we were, it was a great match I enjoyed it you know MGF has really come around I love MGF he's a great heel I definitely need to get his shirt and Wheeler you know, props to him man as well he put up a good clinic with MGF it shows that he can hang with you know main event talent and I mean it like overall the whole Dynamite show then you know National Scissoring Day with the Acclaim and stuff and Daddy S yes, I like how Billy Gunn's helping out with the Acclaim Nick claim being an established tag team now. I think having Billy Gunn is like a mentor. And then I just read that recently that John Moxley signed a five-year extension with AEW as also as talent, but also expanding. They're expanding his role as a coach and also a mentor to the young wrestlers in AEW. It shows how much faith that Tony Khan has in John Moxley. As good as John Moxley is, you know, being clean and being stepping up as like a leader in the locker room ever since the whole. All out media scrum debacle and stuff, and of course with that, the investigation right now apparently based on that is still on hold right now because I guess there's a third, I guess a uh, one party is is threatening legal action and has pretty much not being cooperative and and pretty much um, it's kind of stalling the investigation. Unfortunately, we don't know what. Sorry, just bumped my. Tablet, <laughs> and we don't know what's going to happen, but you know, right now, what's going on is like it's stalling right now until pretty much until this call party you know talks to the investigators. So, who knows when we're going to see the elite Kenny see CM Punk? or course, CM Punk is recovering for a torn tricep, and of course, Kenny Megan was recently did that public publicity for the AEW uh, Fight Forever video game, and of course, Young know, Bucks are at home. But there was an interview that Tori Khan did that kind of, like, shed some light on what happened. Um, Apparently, Tori Khan was talking to uh, Ariel Hawani. And he was, like, I guess the question he was asked, like, when it comes to, like, putting a show together, like, who he goes to. And basically he says about who he talks to, like, backstage, like, who are his go-tos. And he says, um, Talk and says about putting together and like he relies on people. And I say he said this is what Tony Khan said, and he quote, "There's a lot of people you go, whatever does that stuff is. I think they're specific. Even if they're not working in an office job per se, you go to like a Chris Jericho, Brian Dancer, or John Moxley, and then he talked about other people in the office as well, and who he described working an office job. He mentioned Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, and CM Punk because I see him Punk had some, some kind of influence in the backstage area." But it's weird hearing them say CM Punk and the Young Bucks mentioned them in an interview versus doing it in public right now, as they're still investigating as well. And then, of course, we saw Soraya, who you know is Paige, finally got into a scuffle, meaning that she's finally cleared. So she she got into a little conversation with Dr. Breakbreaker DMD, started throwing punches now, because Dr. Breakbreaker DMD started joking that she wasn't clear or something. But they, it it didn't surprise didn't surprise me la- on Wednesday when we saw Saria get into it after a trio's match between Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale, and Gavid, Athena versus um, Jamie Hitter, Penelope Ford, and Swing the Deep. So it you know, the whole thing is I like this program to do with Dr. Breaker is Saria, and of course Page was like almost like Edge, you know. I Honestly, like, years back, I actually have to see second to last of Paige's matches. Because I actually went to, uh, this was back when I went to New York with the family. It was 2017. And WWE was having a live event at the Massachusetts Square Garden. My mom said, hey, let's go. They're in town. Let's go. And luckily, I was able to see Paige there in a match. And that, and that was funny because the, the night afterwards, or a couple days after, is when she got injured when WWE was doing her holiday tour. And she ended up getting injured, so I got the privilege of seeing her second to last match in WWE. But now AEW looks like she's looking for a fresh start in AEW. I'm loving it. I was good seeing her. She looks good. She looks fantastic. I tell her she kept training. And we'll wait to see what the program goes on with Dr. Breaker break down the line. So check out AEW, check out WWE, you know, the age of pro wrestling, and of course, Impact Wrestling as well, New Japan Pro Wrestling. GCW, all those other wrestling promotions. It's a it's, honestly right now this is a good era to, to be a professional wrestling fan. So now we'll turn over to the biggest thing that came out last week. You know New York City Comic Con. There's a couple things I wanted to point out. First one is One Piece, and apparently in Times Square they decided that a lot of fans gathered because New York City Comic Con is like the biggest like event, kind of like but me in Chicago with C2E2. Here, Times Square was basically taken over by One Piece. They had representatives from the One Piece production team there. Also, the English dub cast from One Piece was there as well. One Piece fans, you know, basically started showing like the straw hats, all the half of the video monitors in Times Square. I've been to Times Square, it's freaking amazing. And people were chanting, you know, One Piece, they're singing the songs. Um, the dub cast was there, joining the festivities. There's some highlights of the film One Piece Red that's coming soon, November. I believe tickets are now available now, but it's coming to U.S. and Canada in November, so you can probably pre-order tickets now to see One Piece and dub or sub. It was announced that Emma Lee, who you know she does voice acting, she does English cover anime songs, she will be providing the voice of the character of Shanks' daughter in One Piece Red. So she'll be—I don't know if she'll be doing the singing as well. I believe it's going to be the. Artist Ada, I know, hopefully I'm not pronouncing it wrong, is writing English, the, the singing voice. But Amelie well, is providing the voice of that character. Um, I definitely want to see One Piece read. Um, it looks interesting and, uh, it's cool to see, you know, they're, they're doing that celebration of Luffy and stuff. And, you know, One Piece over a thousand logs, episodes, and a thousand chapters. And, um, Right now, with the manga right now, they're, we finally get the chance to see Dr. Vegapon even though he kept getting mentioned by name. Right now, that's the next arc right now in the manga. Got science island, I guess. <laughs> um, So, Luffy just ran to Bonnie, another um, from the worst generation. Finds out that her dad is actually Puma. The guy with that big dude with the like the bear paws with the pawpaw paw fruit. So, apparently, she went to confront Dr. Vegapon about her dad. So, that was a good revelation. And, of course, the... the Straw hats, you know, you know, one piece manga definitely need to read. It's a long commitment, but I definitely recommend you guys to read it. Also watch the as well and check out like the films and stuff as well. Um that was another thing, and then the second thing I want to talk about was the Mario Brothers teaser trailer. You see Comic Con had a panel, Jack Black was there. Of course, you remember he was announced as the voice of Bowser and they Illumination finally released the first teaser trailer. Um, I was blown away by the by the animation. Um, Jack Black, oh my God, that voice to different Bowser looks sounds menacing, and I have to give it to Jack Black because uh, he's an actor, but when it comes to voice acting, he does phenomenal. I mean, come on, he's freaking Pooh from Kung Fu Panda, and just humors Bowser, and he gave a little teaser, of what, gave a little more of his Bowser at New York City Comic Con doing the Q and A session. And just, you know, just the animation looks great, the Koopa Troopers look just like they looks. Bowser looks just like he looks in the video game. And it's funny with the penguins because they made like a penguin kingdom. And just the penguins are all like like heroic and stuff and they're drawing snowballs. And then they pan to the camera and it's like, they're hardly hurting him and stuff. He's getting this, it shows Bowser's collecting all the stars. And then we get our first look at Mario. And we get a little preview of Chris Pratt's voice which I think it's becoming a little bit talked about on TikTok because um, people were expecting Charles Matané, the voice of Mario, but he'll be voicing other characters in the film. But I kind of figured why they went with Chris Pratt. And I like what Chris Pratt, he decided to give it more like a, like a New York-type accent for Mario because, you know, Mario is supposed to come from Brooklyn. So we got to see a little bit of voices. He's like, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. What is what is this and then we see Toad he, he's version of Toad and he, don't eat that blue mushroom you're gonna die oh wait this mushroom's pretty good come on Mario and it's like it sounds really good Um, huh? we haven't seen Peach yet uh, hopefully next year we'll get more t- a more longer trailer of course the movie's gonna be released April 7th you know I played Mario when I was a kid you know and you look at Mario's model for the movie. It's a little different. You got to give him a little look. But they still kept some of the defining features of what makes Mario, Mario. You know, people were expecting to be a, a complete copy of the game model. But it's like, you got to give the movies a unique look. Because you got to understand this is an adaptation. Like with Sonic, the Sonic movies. It's like they took Sonic and pretty much combined his elements from Sonic Boom and the Carter itineraries of Sonic to make its own movie version. Because it's like a movie version of Sonic. So this is like a movie version of Mario. Another universe of Mario, you know, it's a game. It's based on a game where you could do so much with the lore and make that your own. So I believe Illumination did a phenomenal job, especially the Mushroom King looks great. Like the detail, the characters they look just like the video game counterparts. And we saw a little bit of Charlie Day's character Luigi as well. We didn't hear him, but we saw like a a little clip of him as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's coming out April 7. It was supposed to come out in December, but they pushed it back because of course with the whole the the whole thing, the Sonic 2 movie was successful. This year they wanted to go back and like probably retouch a few scenes and and it's coming out next year on April seventh of course with Super Nintendo World opening up in Universal Studios Hollywood next year as well. I wanted to why why they coin thing with that. I would like to go to Super Mario, the Super Nintendo World in Japan. Now that finally Japan is now allowing tours to go on guided tours. And the only thing they require you to do is have vaccination proof. They done three, they require three vaccinations, two main ones and a booster. But for me, I gotta save a lot of money. So, <laughs> but other than that, um, that's another thing I wanted to, to point out with the Mario movie, and then that's what I wanted to talk about. And also, I want to talk about She-Hulk. Um, I saw the recent episode of She-Hulk, episode eight, so we're one episode away from the finale. Even, even the episode, even uh, herself, like Jennifer Walters, Jennifer Waltz you kept saying yourself Oh, this is like almost a, a finale episode. It's like a breaking the fourth wall, of course. Um, she ends up getting contracted, and then we see this hero called Leapfrog. And oh my god, and pretty much the episode was him trying to stop like a bank, like a robbery, a store robbery, and something goes on with the suit. He saw, you know, I guess he comes from a rich family, and he enlisted um, Jeff Walters on a law firm to, to represent him. For false merchants, of course, it's against Lou Jacobson, of course, who who made she hawk's uniform, her clothes, to adapt to her body type when she hulks out. And she feels that it's going to hit her judgment, of course, she's a class, she has to take her job as a lawyer seriously. And we get the first appear, we get our second appearance of Charlie Cox as Daredevil and Matt Murdock. We see him prominent more as defending Lou Jacobson and showing you know Matt Murdock's lawyer skills. And of course, it kind of intrigued Jennifer Walters. She started developing feelings for him, and then um, we of to get to see her seriously And of course, uh, they lose the case. They dismiss the case because the dude um ultimately put Jeff. Kiel, so, spoilers alert, guys. Sorry. A spoiler episode that I've just been out for a week, but spoiler alert sorry. <laughs> so, I end up the dude end up putting Jeff fuel, so he didn't pay attention to instructions. Of course, that the case got thrown away. Um, and of course, um, uh, she uh, Jeff first tries to pile, she has Luke we my and he's like, Oh, you know, and he starts taking off her dress for the gala and stuff. And then she gets a call from her former client that he's being chased by somebody, and she has to go help. And this is the first time we get the debut of the hero suit that was developed for She-Hulk, and I loved it. I love the suit. They did the, add the purple in there and stuff. I like it. it's almost like a sports typey like uniform, like it's got, like an athletic top and shorts, and she's got the gym shoes. But it like expands to fit her frame when she she's in Hulk out form. It's got a little purple and white. I loved it. I enjoyed it. It's not like your. I'm glad they didn't do like the the or like almost like the. The Unitaro to so like the suit that she has in the comics. I like that they get it more modern esque. It shows like her athleticism and stuff. And we finally get the appearance of Daredevil wearing the the mustard color and brown uniform. People were complaining. How come he wasn't wearing red? But if you remember, we mentioned that Matt Murdock mentioned that he has many suits. That Lou Jackson was making many suits. And I like that this suit kind of pay homage to to the old Daredevil, the classic Daredevil. And I actually like it. Charlie Cox was Charlie Cox was phenomenal. As Daredevil seen the moves. Um, and of course chemistry was sparking between you know Matt Murdock and and Jeffrey Walters eventually they end up doing it. <laughs> and of course the funny scene is when you see Matt Murdock walking with, without his shoes and <laughs> with the walk of shame. I'm like great and then of course I didn't want to mention they go after Lee Frog and he kidnapped Luke Jacobson that's probably what happened and and they end up teaming up and it's funny how like just their double hog how he's like wait here I'll take this guy out and he's like why are you going to wait like 15 minutes to take out each guy and you see him doing the subtle kick to the Netflix series and they see Jefferson just come in smashed like he said even faster and and it, it's, it was great and then finally we got to see the gala when she goes to the gala and then of course something happens at the gala they all won the awards she was doing her speech and then all of a sudden it, the intelligentsia footage leaks and there shows like uh... at first I thought that that dude Joshua was taking her blood or something because we saw that one scene with the suitcase and stuff and I guess it wasn't mentioned but if you remember he used his phone to hack her phone and ended up setting up a, basically like a sex tape just to she of reputation, of course, she gets mad, she technically loses control. And of course you have she finally catches one of the conspirators, but of course of course you see security comes off, you know the force that takes out heroes or empower people or mutants. They she trust I like how she did the first wall saying, Oh, she turns to the little camera in the first wall, she's like, Maybe she's calming down saying, Ooh, I'm aware of what I'm doing, I'm stopping the kinda of steps so to that so. This week is the season finale of She-Hulk. Hopefully they do another season. Hopefully they'll be announced that She-Hulk will return. We just have to wait and see. I enjoy it. Definitely check out She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. I'll check out Andor as well. i have to Star Wars. So, one thing I wanted to mention, um... Like, manga news. Is Love at the World Domination. And the manga has been announced that the next chapter will end on November 5th. It's been releasing, um... Because Asha Comics publishes it, they're releasing it digitally. And if you're not familiar with uh um, it's written by uh, Hiroshi Nora and Takahiro Wakamutsu's um, Japanese name is Kowai Sekai Seifuku no Atone. So in November, basically, the story is there are two sides to every coin light versus dark, good receivable, love versus hate. So a a line between two, two, two grows thin, and it's so easy to cross. So it's a surprise that Fudo Aikawa, aka known as Red the Gelato, Red Gelato 5, here, some people just may happen to fall for the villainous member of the shadow organization, Gecko, Dismy, Magara. But when obstacles like these attract, there's more than a few obstacles to love. but a pair like this to do! So it's it it's basically um like a Romeo and Juliet type of story, like it takes one of Power Rangers, where you know one of the good guys falls for a bad guy. <laughs> so and the um, anime actually came out on a in the last past this earlier this year in April. The first season, hopefully, the last season, none of the the anime, none of the manga is ending. But that's a good manga read. I definitely recommend that. Start reading that digitally. So it's called Love at the World Domination. Check it out where you get your manga. And then one thing is um, Persona 5. Um, Persona 5 is coming soon to Nintendo Switch on the 21st of this month. I'm definitely going to save up and get it. But also, we finally got an update about the other Persona games that were supposed to release for modern consoles. As well, um, Atlas just announced this past Saturday. This is from Anime Network Anime News Network. As announced that Saturday, will release the remastered versions of Persona 3 Portable Persona 4 Golden games for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Windows PC on January 19th in both the West and in Japan. So, with a simultaneous release, it says Persona 5 Persona 3 Portable, this is launched on Steam the same day the Steam version of Persona 4 Golden remaster will be released. Releases will be available digitally only. So, and also they announced that Push 5 Royale will be released for PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC on 21st. It says all three games will be available on Xbox Game Pass upon your launch. So, if you guys have an Xbox, you get to play if you have the Game Pass. I definitely want to get the game for. I have Persona 5 Royale for the PS4. Right now, I just downloaded it again because I want to get into it again and play it before I get it for the Switch. And I might do it again. I might do the Kasumi route. You know, she's one of the characters they added on there. I might play on the PS5, so I'm playing the PS4 version on the PS5. I'm not gonna I don't know if there's a difference between the PS5 version. I'm not gonna spend the extra money for it. I'm just happy with the PS4 version, so I'm definitely gonna play that. I definitely get it for the Switch. I've been trying to get more games for the Switch now that I got the PlayStation 5, PlayStation Network uh, Plus, which gets more stuff. I can do- I can download games and play them, so it's like almost like a pass since so the combination. I mean, there's the premium, which, I mean, the only difference is you get access to the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2 games, but the, you can only, like, cloud stream them, so you can't really download them. you can only stream them. So, I might consider getting that later on, but right now, I'm happy, I'm just trying to save up and get money, so I'm trying to keep on a budget right now. And I'm trying to get more effort to buy manga right now. Video games, are pretty much good. I got a lot of games I got to catch up on. And right now, anime-wise, I'm being re-watching Overlord. I started watching Overlord again, so trying to now that the fourth season finally released, finished, went to its finale, I need to announce a film as well. Want to catch up on that before the film on soon. Black Clover was also announced. The film itself is being announced for Netflix, so Netflix got the rights to the Black Clover film that's going to be releasing... I believe sometime later this month, don't quote me on that. And I also started watching Cyberpunk um, Edge Runners, and it looks really good. I've been watching the sub. I heard the dub's actually not bad either. If I'm watching the sub, I try to watch the sub first, and if I watch the dub, I'll rewatch it. Du- I'll re-watch it. But I actually got the game itself, and then I'm going to check it out as well. They do have some items in the game that's inspired by the anime itself as well. Um, that you know. Like I said, and of course, you know the holiday season's coming up again, and it's October, Halloween, and stuff. So, I mean, that's all I got for today, guys. I wasn't there's was like there was a lot of news, but with just me, it's kind of you know I'm not gonna you know talk a lot as much. Try to give you guys at least a forty minute, almost fifty minute episode, and you know, and of course, um, October is World Health, um, uh, World Mental Health Awareness Month, and it, it's gonna be recognized on today and make sure, you know do your best to take care of your mental health. It's just as important as your physical health. You know, the best thing to do is if you feel that someone has an issue, the best thing to do is reach out to them, talk to them. As for me, you know, I'm dealing with anxiety and depression and you know, I have for you know, I've been trying I've been finding it for a year, but of course I've been holding it in for more than that and you know I'm getting better, I mean, I did have some relapses that I'm not proud of, and try to get myself, you know, better mentally, and uh, this good sharing with you guys, and show that, hey, you know, someone like me can have, like, anyone can have issues, you know, and the good thing for me is to talk it out, it's good having a family that will support me, having friends that support me, and then you guys are listeners who are willing to take the time to listen to this podcast. I don't getting a lot of serious here, but I just wanted to take the time out, and Say thank you so much for listening and you know, tuning in every week to hear stuff that I'd like to talk about. Um I said comes to anime wise, yeah, definitely check out Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix, check out Overlord on Crunch itself, um they got sub end dubs on there. They are cyber-dubbing season four as I speak right now. So they're catching up with that. Um, you know, check out one piece red. What comes on in theaters in November in the US, and here in the US and Canada. You know, play video games, read manga, talk to people, make friends, do good. And just remember, relationships come and go, but family bonds stay forever. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you guys again next week. Make sure to check out the backlog of episodes on Anchor. Spotify, Google Podcast, or any other podcast platforms. Make sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash talkpop8520. Follow the podcast on Twitter at podcult85. If you want to tweet me into questions. Also, leave a voice message as well. I'd like to hear from you guys. Just click on the website link on Anchor and leave a voicemail. If you guys have any questions for me or stuff, yeah, tweet me. If you see anything in Pop Culture that you want to get my opinion on and you want me to share on the air, yeah, go ahead and tweet me, guys. And also, check out our merch store at talkpopculture.threadless.com I got t-shirt designs on there as well. I'm planning to make some new ones. You know, support the podcast. All that money goes towards of getting better equipment and being able to reach out, hopefully. And I also have a Patreon, guys. Um, It's talk it's patreon.com slash pop. You can donate as little as Five dollars, you know, and it goes to hopefully pay for trips to go to conventions and you know talk about experiences. I'd like to go to conventions even on my own, not even just in this state where I live in, but to other states. Who knows? Even to a different country. So, and all that money gets put to good use. To give you guys content. Maybe I'll start doing video podcasting again. Maybe we'll do videos on Twitch. May I go back to gaming on Twitch? It's a lot changing, guys. And you know, I'm, thank you so much for sticking me for five years and for the ride and. Biggest shout-out to my international listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this guy ramble. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you next week. As always, geek on and take care.